0: You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel, I was having a conversation with another financial advisor here recently, and he was talking about how he just wished he had a megaphone that he could blare out to everybody, And say, this is what you need to understand. I wish people knew this. I wish people understood this. And uh, I said, yeah, that would be really nice. And I was thinking about it. I said, well, you know what? Joel does have a megaphone. So let's talk about this on the radio. Uh, Some of the things that we wish everybody knew and understood as it relates to financial planning, retirement planning, all that. One thing is, I wish everybody knew the motivations behind the information that they might hear on TV or read in magazines, or even find in a Google search about something in the financial realm. I wish people understood the prism that the person writing that or saying that thing was looking through.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you the prism they're not looking through, whether they write uh, in magazines, uh, whether they're on TV, whether they, you know, information pops up in a Google search, they're not looking through what's best for you. Um, Typically, especially in the Google search world, you know, the more startling the headline is, the more you will have a tendency to click on it. So that's why the you know even some TV news that they, they they try to shock you, they try to make you think everything's a crisis, and uh, it's breaking news. Everything's breaking news, right? Why is that? Because you'll pay attention. So, you know, anything that pops up during a Google search. Does not necessarily serve your interests, but you're going to go to the. You're you're going to tend to open up the links that say you're being ripped off. You know every. You know everybody in this certain category is evil. You know all financial planners that sell insurance are evil. Well, that's nonsense. They're not evil. Um, All financial advisors that work for a big giant company, a Wall Street company, are evil. You need to work with an independent. No, they're not all evil. But that's the type of information you're going to tend to get when you google search certain words you know tv i mean we're very honest we do tv to educate the public but also give people an opportunity to come in and visit with us if they think there's a good fit and that's our motivation what's the motivation of other people on tv well just think about it when you when you see them the next time Um, especially the infomercials and so on Um, what do you read in magazines i like to watch who advertises in those magazines um aarp good magazine, but you know what? AARP is a giant insurance agency. Yes, they do other things. They're a lobbyist organization, but they make a ton of money selling insurance or being affiliate in uh, insurance marketing programs. So that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Just understand that that's how it works. And so it's just real important that, you know, that whole thing of if you only knew, if you only knew what was going on behind some of the messages out there you know there's a big very successful financial advisor um, registered investment advisor that has this opinion on annuities it's a completely self-serving hypocritical opinion on annuities why do I say that because he was for a long time the fifth largest shareholder in an annuity company so don't tell me you hate annuities and everybody's getting ripped off and then be a giant shareholder in an annuity company so you just you have to know what's going on behind the scenes and that's why it's so important that you find somebody that you feel like is acting in your best interest that you can trust you've gotta feel like whoever you're getting advice from knows you and you can trust and I guarantee if you haven't met with somebody and you just know them from TV or from magazines or from a, a book or a Google search they don't know you you should not act on advice from somebody that does not know you and your individual circumstance
0: another thing that I wish people understood was that just because you're looking at a well-known company with a national brand, that doesn't automatically make that company the best option for you just because you know the name.
1: No, in fact, many times that big national brand is not the best option for you, but there's something in us as human beings that it's called familiarity bias, right? We feel more comfortable dealing with a big giant national brand than we do an independent. I'll just use, let's use a firm that's no longer in business. Let's say it's Smith Barney, big giant firm, Smith Barney, big Wall Street firm. Well, people feel a sense of security dealing with Smith Barney versus John Smith Financial, who's a local firm who's been serving the community for many years because they see that Smith Barney is this big giant company with a national advertisement budget and so on. But John Smith might be much better member of the community. He knows your friends. He does business with people that live around you that are just like you. My money would be on John Smith, that he's going to serve me better if I lived in that community. But people just feel more comfortable with a national brand. So got to be careful. There's a lot of advertising with the brands. There are some real good advisors that work for those brands. But make no mistake, those financial advisors are employees of those companies. And where you get an independent financial firm, um, they're there to serve you. They're not beholden to sell certain products, which is why we talk all the time about having this retirement income analysis done for you that come in and see us for that Money Map Retirement Review. It's part of the Money Map Retirement plan that we put together for you. Everybody should have a plan, and the foundation of that plan is answering two very important questions right off the bat before you start talking about investments. Those questions are, number one, do you have enough money to last for the rest of your life? Do you know that? Are you sure you know that? Is it in writing? Number two, what rate of return do you need on your money? to last for the rest of your life? Those are two critical questions because they will drive your investment plan. Why is that important? It's important because we don't have pensions anymore and there is some uncertainty about Social Security. So although early in the program I said, I don't think anybody collecting Social Security now is at risk, for younger people it could get taxed higher. We've got to make sure that we've got our investment set up properly to provide that pension-like income even though we don't have a pension. And here's what I've seen. From the folks that come in and visit with me, that come in from this radio program, most of them are taking too much risk and they don't have their investments set up to provide a good, stable income. They have their investments set up as if they were 30 or 40 years old. They're stretching for yield. Maybe they don't even know it because their advisor is not a retirement income specialist. And sooner or later, unfortunately statistically speaking, it will probably get hurt. So what you want is you want that money map retirement review that we'll provide for you. We're not the only advisor that does a quality job. Don't Please don't you know, hear me say that. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say that we're different. And when you come in and get that money map from us, it's customized. It's based on your unique situation. It's not generic at all. It'll tell you if you're going to be okay if you'll be able to get the income that you want for the rest of your life, and it'll help you position your investments in a way where for the least amount of risk, you have the highest probability of getting that paycheck every single month. We'll also stress test your current portfolio, again, to make sure you're not taking too much risk, and it's all put together on one big plan. It's a one-page plan where you can see all of your investments. If you're married, chances are one of you, two. Is very technical oriented. The other one just wants the big picture. That's what the money map gives you. So call now 1 800 705 1232. I want you to come in and get your customized money map. There's no obligation. We're not pushy with anybody. We're here to help. You decide down the line if you want to work with us or not. It's fine if you don't, but make sure you call and get your customized money map. 1 800 705
0: 1232. No cost, no obligation to come in for your Money Map Retirement Review. 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Plenty more to come. Stay tuned. 401k money left with your past employers could be at risk of earning less and costing you more in fees. So if you've recently left a job, turned 59 and a half, or if you've retired, the time is now to take action and protect your retirement savings. It's important to your financial future to take control of money that is rightfully yours. The Money Map
1: Retirement Review includes a review of your 401k. To get that, call us now at 1-800-705-1250. That's 1-800-705-1232.
0: Henry Ford once said, obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off your goal. Don't let financial obstacles like market volatility get in the way of your long-term goals. Keep listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti. Let's open up the mailbag for you, Joel, and see what questions folks have for you this week. We'll start with Dave, who says, For decades I've had laddered CDs so that I have one maturing every single year, but with interest rates so low, I'm wondering if I have too much money in the bank. How much is too much?
1: Well, I like to tell clients that they should have about one year of expenses sitting in the bank, just in case. You never know when an emergency is going to come up. And even if an emergency doesn't come up, if your investments are structured in such a way where maybe something happens unexpected, you can leave those investments alone and use that money that you've got set aside and you've got about a year worth of money set aside. So I like to have at least again, this is if you are retired, if you're retired about a year of expenses in the bank. Other than that, uh, I think you ought to have that money invested. It doesn't mean it should be thrown into stocks or stock mutual funds, but invested such, in such a way that you can get a reasonable
0: rate of return, Dave. Next up in the mailbag is AJ, who says, I have seven different IRAs, all at different investment companies. It's gotten to be a lot to keep up with, but I like the idea of being diversified like this. That's a good idea, right? Well AJ you might not
1: be as diversified as you think. Uh, many times the products that you're buying at the different investment companies or what you own especially if they're mutual funds there's a lot of overlap. So you might own a Vanguard growth fund, uh, you might own a Vanguard index fund, you might own a Fidelity growth fund, you might own a T. Rowe Price fund and they all own the same stuff. So you're not nearly as diversified as you think you are. On the other hand, you may be very diversified. And so Watch out with this assumption that you want to be diversified just because your money is spread out in different places. For most people, it makes sense to simplify, to have all the assets in one place. You can still diversify. You know, if you have your money at a custodian like Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or something like that, you can still diversify across all kinds of different funds, stocks, strategies, but you've got it in one place where you're less likely to make a mistake, in my opinion, because
0: it's right there in one spot. Yeah, being invested in an S&P 500 index fund, In four different IRAs isn't actually diversification. You just have the same thing in a bunch of different places.
1: Well, and even if you have, let's let's say you have the ABC Growth Fund uh, and you have an S&P 500 fund, chances are that half of the holdings in those two things are the same. The S&P 500 and the Growth Fund, they probably have the same holdings in them, if not all of the same holdings, a
0: big chunk of the same holdings. So you're not nearly as diversified as many times you feel you are. Paul says, I've been on disability for the last 10 years, but just found out that I won't be getting it anymore after next month because they say my condition has improved. But at 56 years old, my condition still prevents me from being able to work full time. I have plenty of money saved for retirement, but I wasn't planning on touching any of it until my mid 60s. Am I in trouble if I start spending it down now?
1: Well, before I answer this question, Paul, I, I just want to challenge you a little bit because I know an awful lot about disability insurance, and I would maybe go back, and if you absolutely have something from a doctor um, that says your condition still prevents you from being able to work full-time, you know, maybe maybe get them to revisit it maybe get another opinion from somebody else. Um, but with that said, let's assume that what you say is correct and you will not get, be getting any more Um, disability, and you're 56, but you weren't going to retire for another 10 years. Well, now all of a sudden, you've got to start spending money down. I would really want you to get a real good financial plan to find out if you really need to delay starting to spend down your retirement money and try to figure out if there's anything you can do to earn some income and, and put off that spend down. In fact, Maybe you should start doing that now, figure out if there is anything you can do. Um, But let's pretend there's not. We would still want to do a retirement income plan to make sure that at least we've got a budget going. You have a a baseline of this is how much I can spend. And I know I've got to give myself raises every year. And at age 56, you've probably got a 40-year life expectancy at least. So that money's got to last a long time. So get a financial plan before you start spending money. Get a retirement income plan, again, before you trigger an income off of your money. One of the worst things you can do is start spending your money, and then 10 years from now you find out, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Now I don't have enough to last for the rest of my life. We want to make sure you have enough money to last
0: for the rest of your life, because that is the number one concern retirees have. Doris says, I'm a very, very, she gave us two berries, very, very conservative investor, And I have about 80% of my 401k in a money market fund. I know that's probably not the best idea, but I'm just afraid of making the wrong choice at the wrong time if I take too much risk. How badly am I hurting myself with this approach? Well, Doris, you might not be hurting yourself at
1: all. I mean, most financial advisors would say, well, you shouldn't have 80% in a money market fund. Uh, You know, you're you're not going to keep up with inflation. That may be correct. It depends on how much money you have saved. You know, I like the old adage, don't take more risk than you have to. So if your retirement is all set and you have 20% of your money in a stock mutual fund and the other 80% is in a money market fund, you can sleep good at night and you're not going to run out of money before you pass away, then I'm fine with that. You know, don't let people forget that it's your money, Doris. Sometimes these people that you're listening to for advice, they've forgotten it's your money. Uh, They think it's their money. So it, it depends on what's right for you. I wouldn't have 80% of my 401k in a money market fund, but I also understand how markets work. And I'm comfortable when accounts go down because I know what my long-term plan is. So um, you should talk to somebody that understands that you're very conservative, probably a little scared of seeing accounts go down. Maybe that person can educate you on how markets really work, but if you're still not comfortable, then don't do something you're not comfortable with. But make sure you get the information. You want to make sure at least you're keeping up with inflation. You may not have enough exposed to long-term assets to be keeping up with inflation.
0: How about Ruth? Ruth is up next, and she says, I've been approached about buying an insurance policy that would cover all of my cemetery and funeral home costs when I die. I'll have more than enough for these expenses without the insurance money, but I like the idea of the kids knowing that there's money specifically earmarked for those costs so they don't have to worry about it. Is this a good purchase? Yeah, Ruth, without even seeing the numbers, I
1: would say that most of the time it's not a good purchase. If you have the money set aside, uh, if you have enough money to cover those expenses, then just open up a separate account and and put the money over there, whether that's 10 or 15 or $20,000 or whatever it might be, you know, set aside a savings account. It can be just a simple savings account or a cash account, money market account and set it up separately and let your kids and grandkids know that, hey, this is for final expenses and put the money over there. You can even maybe earn one, two, three percent interest on it. But for you to buy an insurance policy, you know, what tends to happen is you pay much more for the insurance than than maybe you get out. Um, You know, I've seen people pay in six thousand dollars over a course of a 18, 20 year period and then they only get out 5000 as a death benefit. So I think if you have the money, set it aside. Again, I haven't sp- seen the specific numbers, but most of the time it makes sense for you to set up your own side fund. Now, with that said, if you don't have enough money, if somebody is out there and you're listening to me and you don't have enough set aside, then maybe it makes sense to buy a final expense policy. And again, this is why you want to sit down with a planner. Um, even if you don't have a lot of money, get a second opinion. There are f- plenty of financial planners that will work Pro bono is what the lawyers call it, you know, on behalf of of the community and work for free. And we do that. We'll sit down with somebody that doesn't have a lot of money and um, just give them financial advice. They may never become clients, but we'll help out with these kinds of things. So if you don't have a lot of money, maybe you should buy the insurance, but talk to somebody before you do.
0: Very good. How about Roger, who says, I have an after-tax account with some investments that pay really nice quarterly dividends, but those dividends also create a substantial tax bill each year. Should I invest in something different in that account? Well, I don't know without knowing your whole situation, Roger.
1: um, You know, if you're getting... I'm not sure what a substantial tax bill means. um, If it's really, really big, then maybe you should have some other investments. So you reduce... The dividend income down. But remember, dividend income is better than interest income. And um, hopefully, these aren't mutual funds you're talking about because there are probably better ways to do things than mutual funds. So I would need to see you in person, Roger, but I can just tell you what some of the different options would be. You could build a portfolio of municipal bonds where the interest is tax-free if tax free if taxes, um, lowering taxes, is a big driver to you. Um, you could buy stocks that don't pay dividends. Now, they will tend to be a little more on the risky side than dividend paying stocks. Um, you could actually invest in what are called exchange-traded funds, which don't spin off. Um, those are baskets of stocks, but they don't spin off uh, the dividends if you buy the right type of a fund. So there's so many different options. I almost hesitate to mention them all. Um, but it's important to sit down and find out, you know, do you need the dividend income? If not, what could you do with it? Um, should you change the investments I'm not, I know I'm not answering your question, Roger, but I really need to sit down with you. And I'm, I'm willing to do that, absolutely no obligation. So I'll give our office a call or
0: email back, and we'll be glad to set that up for you. That number to call is 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. How about Jack? Jack says, I've thought about meeting with a financial advisor to plan my retirement, but I've never used a budget or anything like that. Should I use a budget for a few months before meeting with someone?
1: I don't know that you have to do that, Jack. My suggestion is if you think that you want some financial advice, um, I would probably pursue meeting with a financial advisor and maybe meeting with more than one financial advisor unless you can get a referral or you know the person um, from experience. I don't, you know, people think that going to a financial advisor means that they're going to create a budget for you. I can't tell you the last time anybody at this firm, any of our advisors created a budget for somebody. So if somebody needs a budget, I'm not saying that you shouldn't budget, but if you think financial planning is just creating a budget, that's that's not the case. And many clients that have a financial plan don't have a budget. They just know how much they're going to spend every month. So I would probably start having exploratory meetings, Jack. Um, with some different financial advisors and see if you think the relationship would work before you start um, having them do things like uh, budget and so on. Now, on the other hand, it might be good for you to have a budget or maybe just keep a diary over a couple months and see where you're spending your money. I think that's a good idea. But my wife and I, my wife Wendy and I have never had a budget. We've just always saved. It started out about 15% and then lately it's been about 30 to 40% of our Of our income we've saved and so if you save off the top then you can just spend the rest and for a lot of people that's just enough stay out of debt save off the top and spend the rest make sure you're saving at least 15 percent of your annual income you start doing that in your 30s you're gonna be in a position that very few of your peers are when you're in your 50s
0: and 60s the old pay-yourself-first approach be sure you get that money into the 401k or the Roth or the IRA or wherever it is you're saving it Uh, But pay yourself first is basically what you're talking about there. Last question in the mailbag today is from Pam, who says, what do you consider a reasonable amount to pay for financial advice? Well, it's a great question, Pam. If you're just
1: going to somebody and you want a financial plan, you just want to pay for it and just leave, and you don't want any investment management and so on, you're probably looking at attorney's rates. So depending on where you are, you know, if you're in a big city, you might pay $500 to $1,000 an hour um, for somebody to talk with you and then build a financial plan. If you're out in, you know, Iowa and West Des Moines, Iowa, where my brother lives, you might pay $200 an hour. It's probably going to be about what you'd pay for a good accountant or a good attorney if you just want a financial plan without dealing with them doing any investing for you. The problem with that is most people get a plan and they don't implement it. And so even though you might pay a financial advisor like us or many other good firms in the area, somewhere between 1% and 1.5% to manage your money, One of the things that those financial advisors that charge based on the amount of assets that they manage One of the things that they do very, very well is they help you make positive decisions. That financial advisor that only charges by the hour, usually they just do a plan and that's it. They don't necessarily help you. They don't persuade you to do what's in your best interest because many times, Pam, what's in your best interest is a difficult decision for you to make. So, uh, again, just to back up, answer your question, an hourly rate typically to, you know, about what an attorney would charge in your area. That's what you're going to pay for just a plan without getting any investment management or anything. If you're going to use investment management, somewhere between one, one and a half, maybe as high, depending on how uh, the size of your accounts might get a little above one and a half, but one to one and a half percent is a pretty good ballpark. And just make sure that financial advisor is earning it. Um, There are plenty of great financial advisors out there. That's about what they charge. And many of them
0: save people from making terrible mistakes when it comes to their money. Well, Joel, if somebody wants some help with specific issues like this or just some big picture help with their planning for retirement, What should they do?
1: Well, call and set up a time to visit. We can do everything from a full money map retirement plan to just giving you advice on how to allocate your four hundred one k. If you're still working, or specific topics, we have a lot of people coming in right now uh, asking about elder care and uh, legal planning for their parents that uh, perhaps are getting close to needing some care, whether it's uh, in their own homes or inside some type of facility. How do we protect those assets? Other people have accounts that they bought that. They're not sure that they should own. They th- maybe think they got ripped off. So we'll do a full financial plan or we can talk about one particular subject. There's no obligation, absolutely no obligation. It's totally free. We've been blessed in this business. We'll help anybody that wants our help. Some people become clients, some don't, and that's perfectly all right. So give us a call, one 800 705 one two three two. Set up a time. Come on in and visit. We'll answer any financial questions. Got a number of certified financial planners, including me on staff. We're very competent and we will help you. Call 1-800-705-1232.
0: Call now. 800-705-1232. Call or text, whichever is better for you. We'll reach back out to you and figure out how to get you in for your Money Map Retirement Review. 800-705-1232. Three, two. This is Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. We'll talk with you next week. Same time, same place. Have a great day. Money Wisdom
1: is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial, LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program.
0: Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.